I use your prophetic launch pad. It's a launch pad, right? And you know, I explain how that a launch pad is like the platform that a rocket stays on to be able to propel to be propelled into the air, right? So the platform it's like activation, right? However, the activation enables the ignition. It's not what sustains it, right? It's the reason why even when we come to prophetic launch pad, we have to still do business with the word. We have to do business with scriptures, even if we're doing business with his sound, with his spirit, because we need that momentum. We need to be able to sustain that which the Lord hands to you for every single launch pad that you come into, for every single launch pad that you engage. And so tonight, before we go into the word, right? Before we go into the word, I want us to take our time to intentionally, to intentionally build up ourselves on our most holy faith. Uh, that's what the Bible says in the book of Jude, chapter 20. It says, building yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, I want us to build ourselves up so that we can receive, right? This is not like, ah, I'm just joining a meeting, right? And this edition is virtual. Let me just be a part of it. No, right? When God gives his word, his word does not return to him void. And if there is one thing I know for a fact about the God that I serve, the God that I know, is that when he gives me an instruction, he backs it up with his power. He backs it up with his evidence. And so I don't want you to cheat yourself in any way out of all that the Lord has already prepared for you in this meeting tonight. So you're going to be lifting up your voice again. You're going to be praying. This time, praying on the standing. And even when you are praying in tongues, ensure that your tongues is in your understanding. I don't know if you understand that, right? But praying your understanding, be in touch. Touch the essence of the communication of your prayers. I don't want you to just open your mouth and speak or be distracted scrolling through other social media platforms while you're praying. I want you to be focused, okay? I want you to be focused. Touch the essence of the prayer. And the prayer is simple. We are praying the prayer of Apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. And we're going to be praying, oh, it's even in line with our word for the year, that the eyes of our understanding is enlightened, that we know what is the hope of his calling us. Ah, not just Rema. We don't just know what we are told, but that our eyes 
are open, that we behold with open face as in a glass. And that we are keen, we reckon, we know that which is the hope of his calling. That the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. The eyes of your understanding is enlightened. You see with open face as in a glass. And you know that which is the hope of his calling. And the glory in which he has raised us. Zika sole separate shatos. Zetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetetet
Find me, Lord. Find me, oh, find me, Lord. <laughs> All of my skills, oh, feel me till all that flows from me. Find me and make me true, God. I lay down all that I know. I need all of my Oh, me till all that goes for me and make me feel God. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. All of my skin. Oh, this night is your night. 
This night is my night. This night is my night. The things that the Lord has been resounding in your spirit, that you were too distracted to take heed, to pay attention to, he will start to lay bare before you in tonight's meeting. That when you glimpse, it gives order, direction, clarity to your life. Amen. Welcome, people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second edition of Prophetic Launchpad. Come and celebrate yourselves. If you're excited to be here, let me see your emojis in the comment section, or else we'll just, you know, we'll just close. At least we've prayed. The Lord will. The Lord, has, the Lord has already blessed us. You're excited. You're looking forward. Come on, just put in your emojis. Yes, let's keep it coming. I, I love these people. Let's keep it coming. Let's keep it coming. Let's keep it coming. Welcome, 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 my people. Welcome, my siblings. Welcome, my family. Welcome, so, 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 so excited to be fellowshipping with you all again this month. I'm super excited, super excited, right? Due to some transitions that we underwent this season, we were wondering where we're going to be able to hold prophetic launch pad this month. Uh, when when my team reached me and when some other persons asked me, the only thing I could say, I don't know how it will happen, but we are going to have it because God already gave us this instruction. He already gave us this mandate. It is our responsibility to ensure that when God gives an instruction, when God gives a mandate, we don't excuse ourselves out of it, right? We don't excuse ourselves out of it. Anyway, which way it must happen. So I'm really so excited that I get to fellowship with every one of you yet again. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of um, recurring faces, right? I see some persons that were here last prophetic lunch pad. It's like, you guys really love prophetic lunch pad because some of you, I will not see you in teaching sessions, but you're here. Come on, celebrate yourselves. Come on, just put in celebration emoji in the chat if you're here come on celebrate yourself celebrate yourself celebrate yourself celebrate or you don't think you're worth celebrating you don't think you're worth celebrating come on i believe you are so celebrate yourself celebrate amazing amazing yeah so amazing so, so good to see every one of you. I see a lot of familiar faces. I see also not so familiar faces, but all the same. I'm thankful that you all are here and I hope that you're as excited as I am. You're as ready as I am. I have looked forward to today. 
I have asked God for mercy, right? So, you know, Lord, uh, uh, review my own case <laughs> so that my own case can be settled because I want to fly light. I want to fly light. Reveal my case to your servants, right? So I'm super excited. I've looked forward. I've really looked forward to tonight's meeting. And it excites me. It really excites me fundamentally because um, today, beyond being the convener, beyond being faith, right, I'm going to be taking a back seat to listen to someone who God has graced tremendously, right? Somebody who God, I believe that um, it's just like when um, the Lord asked Samuel, the prophet, to go into the house of Jesse and anoint him a king, right? And then Samuel thought, this is the person that's supposed to be the king, but he did not realize that, you know, the person that the Lord that has anointed is actually in 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 the um is uh, um forest right is actually in the forest and so in the same vein i believe that he is that david that the lord has anointed for a generation right he carries such uh, and it's it's funny it's fascinating because i feel like the best way to get blessed by my by me is to you know get to listen to this person also because it's like it's just complimentary I I, I I i i lack the words to you know express that right now but you get it right it's like it's just complimentary and so i'm really excited that um this person is going to you know come like i would always say a lot of you are familiar right he is graced with the ability to deliver God's word with such simplicity and precision. So it's like just hitting the nail on the head. He's not going through corner corner. It's just going direct. So if you are catching your sob, you catch your sob, right? It's just straight to the point, direct, hot, hot, right? And, and it's, it's, it's a grace that I thank God for. I really thank God for because, you know, when we see when we see graces, a lot of times it looks so easy, right? When a person functions in a certain grace, but it's not easy like that. It's actually not easy. The grace to communicate truth with simplicity, with precision, and with power is definitely God-given. And he is the one that is going to be, you know, bringing the word of the Lord to us. And in this meeting, it's going to be bringing the word of the Lord to us um, in tonight's, this month's edition of Prophetic Launchpad. And when when the Lord placed it in my heart that, okay, this person has to be, this person has to be, this person has to be. And, you know, we talked about it and it was like, you know, you know, it's one, one thing about the prophetic is it's so beautiful that, when the Lord reveals something to you and there is another party, right, in the context of that revelation, he also reveals it to that person. And so when you are interfacing with the other party in the context of the revelation, it's not new. 
So the person does not have to say, okay, let me go and pray about it. No, <laughs> because the person has already been visited by God also. The person is already aware, right? That's the beautiful thing about the prophetic and, you know, having a prophetic company is that you, we, we, we would all, always just have a knowing, right? And so when we just, ah, it was like, okay, this is exactly it. And he's going to be delivering the word to you. I think I'm speaking too much English. I'm talking a whole lot. <laughs> he's going to be delivering the word to us. And I'm also ready to receive. I have my notepads, notepads ready. I hope that you also have your notepad ready. People of God, I want to believe that I, am a, I, I have discipled us enough to be intentional about um, trainings, intentional about schooling systems, right? Because it's virtual does not mean that you're not going to write because we have a lot of that in this generation. Because it's virtual, we can go and be doing another thing. We're not even paying attention. No, please, please. Please, the, the spiritual plane is not even a physical plane. So because we gather physically, it does not mean that the, 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 the power and the authenticity of the presence of God is greater than when we gather virtually, right? So the Lord can still move wherever you are. The Lord can still reach you wherever you are. So please let's, if you know that you do not bring book and Bible, you are in your house, we look for something write down, jot down, and also let's engage. And um, when you engage in the chat, it also helps the speaker to be, to feel like you're flowing with him, all right? So without um, further ado, um, let's make welcome. Well, he's not, going to, he's not going to take the podium if he does not see enough ovation in the chats. So I want to see the drum rolls. I want to see the celebration emojis. I want to see the dancing emojis. Come on, just put it in the chat as we make welcome Apostle Charles Ohio. Come on, put it in the chat or it's not going to unmute you. Please don't unmute yourself, sir. If they don't welcome you, don't unmute yourself. Don't unmute yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening. All right, good evening. Let me know if we can hear me perfectly well. Let me know if we can hear me. Let me know if we can hear me. So I I know if I should shout or if I should maintain, if I should maintain the level of my voice. All right. So I think we can hear me. Oh yes. Hallelujah. So if there's any point where you can hear me, just let me know so I know that I need to engage my heart. 
apostolic voice because right now I'm not I'm not engaging with my apostolic voice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise Allah. So um I'll be very, very, very straight to the point. I don't think there's any need to I don't think there's any need to say anything extraordinary. Uh, and as much as the word of God is extraordinary in itself, I don't think there's any point in trying to sound freaky. So I'm just going to be very straight to the point, and I know God is going to bless us in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we ask for understanding. We ask that you bless us tonight. We ask that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. We ask that you bless us. We ask that you show us. We ask that by, by illumination, by your word, that you launch us indeed to take steps as to making progress in our prophetic destiny, as to making progress in the earth, in society, in the name of Jesus. So, amen. We all understand that beyond the, beyond the teaching, the prophetic launch pad is, is a means by which God, or is a system God has instituted to help his people to run with a particular mindset, with a particular enablement every month or for a season. So beyond a good message, beyond sounding nice, the goal for which we have gathered this evening is to get things that will help us run in the coming season, help us things that help us receive things that will help us run even as we step into a new month, even as we step into a new dispensation. So very quickly, I want us to open our Bibles to the book of John 14, verses 12. John 14, verses 12. John 14, verses 12. I want us to open our Bibles to John 14, verses 12. If we are there, that part of scripture says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the work that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. Very popular verse of scripture, very popular, and that is where we will be laying our tent today. So everything we'll talk about today is going to, is going to revolve around John 14, verses 12. Very, very, I say unto you, if ye believe on me, the works that I do, ye shall do even greater. Now, the first thing I'm going to take out from this point is the fact that the expectation of Jesus for everyone who is saved, the expectation for, for Jesus for every one of us who is on this platform is that we do better than him. That is the first thing I want us to take away from that scripture. That the expectation of Jesus is not that we do good things. The expectation of Jesus in bracket God, bracket close. The expectation of Jesus, bracket open the Holy Spirit, bracket close. The expectation of the Trinity, the expectation of God, the expectation of Jesus is that we do better than him. That means every time we look at our life and we can see that we are not doing better than Jesus, then we are following Jesus' hand. 
Now, I'm not saying if you can see that you are doing like Jesus, because many times the question is, we are trying to do like Jesus. We are trying to be like Jesus. But if you should follow the context of which Jesus Christ thought, or the things he said in John 14, verses 12, is the fact that he said that greater things than this shall ye do. That means it is expedient that we do better than Jesus. So the first thing I want you to do this evening is to ask yourself, am I doing better than Jesus? For many of us, the answer is no. Then the next question we should ask ourselves is, am I doing like Jesus? For many of us, the answer is still no. Then the question is, is the death of Jesus not going to waste in our life? Is the is the, is the life of Jesus on our inside not going to waste in our life? Because it is, it is his goal, it is his desire that we do greater, not like him, greater. So if our struggle is to even do, not to talk of doing like him or doing greater than him, then it is a pointer to the fact that we just might not be maximizing the spirit of God that is at work on our inside. So this is the first thing I want us to take from this scripture that it is the it is the expectation of Jesus Christ that we do better than him. It is the expectation of Jesus Christ that we do greater. And then we find ourselves in a situation where we even struggle to do. That means we are falling short of the glory that is at work on our inside. Are we following? Let me know if we are following. Like I said, I'm just going to hit the nail on the head. Pa, pa, pa. So let me know if we are following. If you are following at this point, I want you to write, I should be doing greater. Just write it down. I ought to be doing greater, not doing light, and not struggling to do. So the things you should write, it should be in that context. I should be doing greater, not struggling to do not doing like. So there are three different cadres of people I have mentioned now. There are people who are struggling to do. There are people who are doing like. And there are people who are doing greater. So with everything I have said, you should know where you fall into because I am trying to bring you into the understanding of where you fall into. God's intention is that we do greater. But many of us, we are not doing greater. Many of us, we are doing like. So many are struggling to do. Some are not even doing at all. We just they play. We just they joke. We just they, we just they use the Holy Spirit. Eat bread and beans. So that is the first thing we should take away from there. Now, the second thing I want us to understand from the teaching of Jesus in John 14 verses 12. Remember, this is a prophetic launch part. This is a system that will help us and push us as to taking steps, as to launching forth, as to knowing the things to do and how to do in a season and in the coming season, right? That means as we step into the new month, as we conclude in this month, as we step into a new season in human calendar, we should understand that the expectation of Jesus for us in this coming month is the fact that I should do better than Jesus Christ did in the coming month. 
I should, I should do better than he, he did. I should not do like him. I should do better than him. That is the first thing I want you to take away from this. Now, the second thing that we should look into as touching this part of scripture is the fact that he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, he shall also do and then greater. Now, everything our doing, our doing and then doing greater hangs on the fact that if you believe in me, that means if I will do greater than Jesus, everything hangs on the balance of believing in him. Now, the next question we should ask ourselves when we separate ourselves into the cadres of I'm struggling to believe or I'm struggling to do, I'm doing like him or I am doing greater than him. When you separate yourself into the different cadres or I'm not even doing at all, let's not lie to ourselves, all right? So when we separate ourselves into different cadres, the next thing we must ask ourselves is, do I really believe in Jesus? That is the next thing we must begin to ask because everything talking about doing like Jesus and then doing greater than Jesus hangs on the fact that we believe in Jesus. So when I look at my life and I discover that I am not doing greater works than he did or I am not doing like he did, I am struggling to do or I am not doing at all. The next question I should ask myself is, do I really believe in Jesus? Because if truly a man believes in Jesus, then he, he ought to be indicator of I am doing like him or I am doing greater than him. That means every time you look at your life, as you step into the new month, when you see the way you do things, you should ask yourself, do I really believe in this Jesus I claim to believe in? Because a man who believes in Jesus, it is seen in the quality of works that he performs. That means the, the quality of things that I do or do not do, it is a testament to my level of believing Jesus. The level of things that I do, the quality of the things that I carry out as touching my prophetic destiny, the quality of things that I carry out, the quality of things that I do as touching that which God has placed in my heart to do, the quality of things that I do as touching that which the Holy Spirit has empowered me to do, it hangs on the fact of, on the balance of how much I believe in Jesus. That means when you look at the much you did this month, when you look at the much you did last month, when you look at the much you have done with your life, the next question you should ask yourself is to what degree do I believe in Jesus? Because people that believe in Jesus do not do the things we are doing. People that believe in Jesus do not act the way we are acting. People that believe in Jesus do like Jesus or do greater than Jesus. That means every time you look at your life and you say, I believe in Jesus, every time you call yourself a believer, every time you say, oh God, I believe in you, the next thing you should do is, what is the testament? What are the, what are the things that I do that is a testament to the fact that I believe? That means believe is equal to doing. If you say you believe, you ought to do. A man who believes must do. Belief is not something that, belief is not, it's not, belief is not a system that keeps you in, 
that keeps you in one place. Belief is not a system that causes you to go to sleep. Belief is something that pushes you to do. If you believe, if you believe that you can walk, you will walk. If you believe that you can fly, you will fly. If you believe that you can do greater than Jesus, you will do greater than Jesus. If you believe in that there is Jesus in you, then the quality of things that you begin to dare, the quality of things that you begin to attempt, the quality of things that you begin to tell yourself, I will carry out, will change. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say the quality of things that you undertook this month and that you are planning to undertake next month is the testament of your quality or to the level to which you believe in Jesus. The quality of things, the quality of things that you did this month, the quality of things that you have wrote down, that, that you have written down to dear next month is a testament of how much you believe in Jesus. And then for, for us to see our belief system at work, we must be people who dare. So because I believe, to the degree to which I believe is the degree to which I will dare to do. So I want you to I want you to go back again and begin to reminisce or begin to flip through your book and tell yourself and begin to ask yourself that the things I have told myself that it is Jesus or God has told me to do this. Is it really God or you just carve out the small portion of what you feel you can do? Because when God begins to speak to a man to do, he speaks to a man in the capacity the man cannot even accomplish because the man needs to believe in order to accomplish the things that he's hearing God say he should do. So many times when we say, God said I should do this, God has given me this to do. Many times the proof that it is not God is the fact that when you see it, you can see that your one plus one, your calculation, your strategy can bring it to pass. Because when you are functioning from this point of belief, it is something that will cause you to do either like Jesus or greater than Jesus. This is one of the reasons why many of us will remain small. Not because what God has placed on our inside is small, but it's because we don't understand that the Jesus on our inside will push us to do like he does and then push us to do greater than he did. And then you cannot even to attempt to dare to do like Jesus or greater than Jesus if you don't believe in the Jesus that you carry on your inside. So the first thing we need to do this evening or this night is to begin to probe into the quality of belief we have in Jesus. And before we begin to probe into the quality of belief that we have in Jesus, we must start to ask ourselves, Questions like, do I really believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world? Do I really, am I really convinced that he has died, he was buried, and then he's resurrected in every capacity of power? Do I really believe that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of me? These are questions I want you to start to ask yourself. Do I really believe that I am seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers with Jesus? 
do I really believe that I am hidden in Christ? Do I really believe that every power under the heavens and in the earth has been given to me because I am in Christ? If the answer to all these questions I have asked, you said yes, you said yes, you said yes, you believe. The question is, what did you do this month? My auntie, my uncle, I'm sorry to tell you that I am questioning your level of belief in Jesus. If ye believe in me, the same that I do, you will do, and then greater. That means proof of my belief in God. That means <laughs> proof of the fact that I believe small, small, I believe small, is that I'm doing like Jesus. Let's not go, let's not. Proof to the fact that I believe small is the fact that I am daring the things Jesus Christ did. Now that the level of things with Jesus Christ did, that is a testament to the proof that I believe in Jesus small. Then if you claim that you believe well, so everything I was saying, you were thinking, yes, yes, I believe, is the fact that you are daring greater than the dead. That means if Jesus dared to walk on water, you will dare to jump from a skyscraper and see how we fly. So before we start to lie to ourselves that we believe in Jesus, let's let's start to ask ourselves to what degree, what have I, what did I dare? See, what did I dare last week? What did I dare today? Oh, because you heard one small news, one small bad news. You forgot that you believe in Jesus. You started to fidget because your account just reads small minus minus zero zero zero, just small one thousand nine remain. It's like you want to die. <laughs> and this is the you that want to do greater. Remember, this is prophetic launch pad. We are here to be pushed prophetically to dear things. And I want you to understand that it is to the degree to which you dear is the degree to which you will see the power of God at work in your life. So if I will not dare to do, I will not see the power at work, the power of God at work in my life. So I will gather belief in my heart. And to the degree to which I believe, I will dare. To the degree to which I believe, I will dare. And when I believe, I dare, I see grace at work. But if you don't believe, you cannot dare. And if you don't dare, you won't see grace at work. So forever you will remain small. Now the next thing I want you to do for me is to ask yourself, what are the quality of things that I did this month? The month is gradually coming to a close. I want you to ask yourself, what did I dare this month? You dare to believe God for transport and you feel that is using your feet. You dare to believe God for, for, for bread and egg to eat. So you, 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 oh, oh, I celebrate you, you tried. But greater, Jesus Christ dared to believe that bread could be multiplied to feed to, uh, thousands of people, excluding the men, excluding the women and children. So as we step into a new season, we must begin to ask ourselves, do I really, do I really believe in Jesus? 
Do I believe that Jesus is God? Do I believe that he died, he was buried, and then he resurrected in power? Do I believe that that same Jesus that resurrected in power is on my inside? Do I believe that I am seated far above principalities and power? Do I believe that all power on the earth and in heaven has been given to me to command because I am hid in Christ? If truly you say yes, what did you dare this month? Because when you truly believe, you start to dare for if you, you are daring God to, to you, are, you, are, you dare to believe God for 1,000, no, you will dare to believe God for 100 million. Oh, you dare to believe God for headache. No, you will dare to believe God that the lame will walk. Oh, you dare to, no, you dare to believe God that every witch in your environment will be, they will come and beg you because you know they are alive and fly. And then if, if we'll be sincere tonight, I want us to, I want to, I want to see who is sleeping or who is still with us. I want us to write that. I want you good. I want to set us up. I want you to write, I either I believe God well, or I believe God small, or I try to believe. Then for those of us who says, I believe God well, or I believe God, or I try to believe, mama will know how to, how to prove you later on and say, let me see the quality of things you did because you believe. So if you are still with me on this place, I want you to, I want you to, to write without lying to ourselves and without lying to God. I want you to write this. Either I believe, I did try believe, or I believe small. Come on, let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have it. Come on, let's have it. Let's have it. Let's know the quality. Let's know the... Oh. If ye believe, the same that I do, you will do, and then even greater. Come on. I think every other person have gone to sleep. Every other person gone to sleep. So we have only Rahama and Okwe still awake. Okay, I can see other people starting to come up to right. Now, when we ask, let's 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 keep it coming. Let's keep it coming. Like I said, I'm just going to hit it on the head for us to understand. I love the fact that hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Now, with the response that we are writing down, we begin to see that it is not God's fault and it's not the devil's fault. It is not family people's fault. It's not family altar's fault. <laughs> it is not the witches in your environment's fault. Yes, are they witches? Yes. Yes, are they altars? Yes. Yes, is there a devil? Yes but they all need you to cooperate with them in order for them to perform. And then it is the quality of belief that you have you will use to perform. In the time 
time of Jesus, one of the reasons why he performed the way he performed and did the much that he did was because of the fact that Jesus Christ believed ruggedly that he was the son of God or he is the son of God. Nobody could talk Jesus Christ down from the fact that I am the son of God. He so believed that he was the son of God. So he walked in so much power. And because of the, the gravity of belief he had in his heart, he began to dare things. He began to dare. He began to dare. He began. He dared things. He dared things. And then the grace of God was made manifest in his life. Let me take a U-turn or let me, let me turn to a junction and tell, shall, tell us how to force grace to work. This is how we force grace to work. Grace is daring things you know that you have not the capacity to do or have the capacity to perform. You don't have the capacity to do or perform this kind of thing, but you dare to do it trusting that God will show up. So every time we dare to do things, Trust that are bigger than us, trusting that God will show up because we believe, oh, then we will force grace to work. But if you don't believe, you cannot dare to do. And then we, we live our life being small. We live our life doing average things. We live our life not being able to maximize the much that God has placed on our inside. So day in, day out, year in, year out, we hear messages, we, we, we hear messages, we receive motivational speakings, we speak in tongues for hours, but the fact that we do not dare to do impossible things is a testament that after the many messages we hear, after the many tongues that we tongue, we still don't believe. And everything in this kingdom hangs on the balance of believing. It is because you believe that when you eat, the food will be digested. That is why you eat. So every day you are empowered to eat as a result of your belief that if I chop and it go digest, I go shit and come out. If you have the belief that if you eat, the food will not get digested and then you will have constipation and you will have to go through pain, chances are you will not eat every day. Maybe you will eat once in a week. What am I trying to say? It is the level of belief that you have that is causing you to live the way you are living. It is not the devil. So we are unknowing to us, we are beginning to partner with the devil to live the kind of life we are living. We are beginning to partner with the devil for him to make us to be small. We are beginning to partner with the devil for him to erect an altar through wicked people to enslave us. If ye believe, so proof of belief is that I do things that are equal to the kind of things that Jesus Christ did. Then proof that my belief is rising and my belief is growing, that I have a high level function of belief in me, is the fact that I begin to do greater things than Jesus Christ did. I really want us to do self-examination. Look at yourself. Look at, see, no, not even, look at the plans you have written down that you are saying it is God that has said I should do this one and then look at this scripture. 
Look at the things that you are saying God has said I should do this year. And then look at the scripture. And then be sincere to yourself that you crafted out something that you want to do. No, be God tell you. Because the things God will instruct you to do will be the same that I do or greater. So many of us, we, we write out something and say, now waiting God say make I do. Check him again. I'm starting this verse of scripture. If ye believe the same that I do, I will follow him. Oh, wow. How time flies. So since I have laid a foundation on, on how, if, since I have laid a foundation on how we should, how we should journey as touching the power of God on our inside. Since I have laid the foundation on how we should move as touching the fact that you are somebody who is empowered by the Christ. I have laid the foundation of the expectation that Jesus Christ has. The expectation Jesus Christ has for you is big, my dear, is bigger than that thing you are tying, you are, you are saying. The expectation that Jesus Christ has for you, my dear, is very big. Let's begin to let's begin to probe into what we call the expectation that Jesus Christ has for us. The expectation he has for us hangs on this scripture, John 14, 12. So I have laid a foundation as to how we should fly next month. So as we step into the new season in man's calendar, as we step into the new month, our thought pattern should be, I will do like Jesus and then do greater than Jesus. Not because I not because I have prayed for 12 hours, not because I am the best person on the earth, but because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. Because I am seated with Christ above principalities and power. Because I am hidden Christ. So I will do like Jesus Christ did and I will do greater. This is the prophetic push we need. That Jesus Christ died on the cross to empower you. And he lives on your inside to do like he does and even greater. So the expectation on us is big. The expectation on us is not small at all. The expectation on us is mighty. If you are still with me, I want you to write the expectation God has for me is mighty. The expectation is bigger than what to eat tomorrow. The expectation is bigger than a first class. The expectation is bigger than a good job. The expectation is that you do like I do, and then you do greater. Now let's begin to build on the foundation that has been laid. I like to think with everything that we have heard so far, it gives us a mindset as to the kind of things we should begin to dear next month. It gives us a mindset as to the kind of things we should begin to attempt by the power that is at work on your inside. Now, the next thing we are going to look at is the fact that let's look at some things or in some area that we must begin to do like Jesus in order to 
attempt to do like he does or function like he did and then even greater on the earth number one jesus christ had a superior belief system jesus christ had a superior belief system that means when you begin to commune with those around you or when you begin to fellowship with brethren or unbelievers or when you begin to you know probe into your belief system and you see that the things you are struggling to believe or the things you are believing are things that people who don't even believe in god believe or the things that you believe are the things that people who do not really know so much or understand as much as you do believe then it's proof that your belief system is weak and low that means when i begin to look at my environment and the quality of things i believe versus the quality of things that people believe is a testament to if your belief system is functioning like that of the christ because when jesus was on the earth his belief system was far different from everyone who was on the earth. So if you, if you they believe like your mama, you know, believe. If your mother is believing God for 1,000, you should believe God for 1,000 million. I'm, forgive my, my word, but you get what I'm trying to say. If your mother is struggling to believe God for 100,000, you should believe God for 100 billion. As a result of enlightenment, that means the belief system you should sustain at every point in time should be superior to what every other person believes. If this person believes that Jesus Christ will help me to sleep and wake up, you should believe that Jesus Christ will help me to sleep and wake up to a billion dollars. So number one, Jesus Christ had a superior belief system. I don't want to begin to grow in, I don't want to begin to go into teaching what belief really is. But I, I really hope that we really understand what belief really is because belief is not saying I believe. Oh, belief is far more than saying I believe. There is a whole science. There is a whole science to, the, to say before you say I believe. So number one, Jesus Christ has, had a superior belief system. And for you to have, let me just touch on it a bit. For you to have a superior belief system, that means you must have a superior information. The information you have as touching life, the information you have as touching your prophetic destiny, the information you have as touching the power of God on your inside must be greater than everyone around you. That means your operating system, the information that powers your operating system must be greater than the information that everyone around you has. This is the foundation for a superior belief system, a superior set of information, knowledge, and understanding that you function with. So if you are still with me, I want you to write, I need to have a superior belief system. For some of us, we need to write, I cannot believe the same thing my mother is believing. I cannot believe the same thing my brother believes. I cannot believe the same thing my, 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 oh, I can't believe the same thing my pastor believes. Yes, your pastor, yes, your pastor. Because many times our pastors do not have a superior belief system. In the time of Archbishop Benson in Dahosa, his pastor never really believed that the sick could be healed or the dead could be raised, but he believed. 
And because of his belief system, he walked up to the pastor one day and he said, in the Bible, they said the dead can come to life. In the Bible, it is written that the sick can be healed. Is it true, sir? The man said, the Bible has written it. It can happen. But I've not seen. He said, I believe he went out to look for the dead and he raised the dead because he had a superior belief system as a result of a superior information that has entered into his subconscious. So number one, in order for you to function, if you must function, if you must function like Jesus or greater than, than Jesus, you must have a superior belief system than everyone around you. I think every other person has gone to sleep. Hallelujah. Number two, is that you must have a superior mindset. It's very simple. I'm just going to break it down and make it very simple. What does it mean to have a superior mindset? What others are thinking of is not what you are thinking of. If people are thinking of bread and beans, you are thinking of fried rice and chicken. At every point in time, you must sustain the capacity to think. Oh, scripture says, that which you think, that which you ask, that which you imagine is what I will do. So even God, when he was about to create the earth, scripture says, he hovered over the surface of the deep. So he began to think, how am I going to create the earth? He began to think, he was thinking, what do I do? What am I trying to say? For you to function like Jesus Christ did in the coming season, for you to function like Jesus or greater than Jesus, at every point in time, you must sustain, you see, sustain a mindset that people will say you are mad. Yes, you are mad because we have been called into it. We are crazy. We are possessed by the Holy Ghost. Don't be, don't have the imagination or the mindset. Don't have the mindset of somebody who is powered by, who is powered by Ugosi Ugo. Don't have the mindset of somebody who is powered by Ababio. Don't have the mindset of somebody who is powered by chemistry. Don't have the mindset of somebody who is powered by Netflix. Have the mindset of someone who is powered by the Spirit of God. So with some people, they think, let, let your mindset be empowered. The mindset of Jesus. How can a man think that there is no boat for me to catch up? There is no boat for me to get to the other side. So I will go and sleep and wait for a boat to come. Or I will wait for tomorrow when there is a new boat. No. He began to see. He thought to himself, I will walk on water. That is a man with a superior mindset. What are you thinking of? When you begin to think of the things God will do in and through your life. When you begin to think of the things and how God will do it next month. Oh God, I know you are going to bless me. I need to go and work hard for me to bless me. No, you begin to imagine. You begin to see in your mind that I just lie in my bed. And one angel just appeared before me with a Ghana must go of money. You are not mad. You are thinking like Jesus Christ thought. Because Jesus Christ told Peter, go and catch fish. You will see gold coin in his mouth. You must have a superior mindset. So number one is to have a superior belief system. Number two is to have a superior mindset. If, the, if, if you sit down and you begin to discuss with your siblings, you sit down and begin to discuss with your workmates, you sit down and begin to discuss with your mother, and all of you have similar mindset, you have a problem. 
if I have the same kind of mind that everyone around me have, I have a problem. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, Scripture says. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ was thinking like, Jesus Christ was thinking out of this world. What you are thinking is fufu, bread and beans. What you are thinking is sob money. No. What you are thinking is how you will work hard for it to happen. No. We think like God think. So number two is to have a superior mindset. Like I said, I am breaking these things down. So if you are still with me, for those of us who are still active, right, I need to contend for a superior mindset. If you still have, if, if your mind still functions like people who are, don't have the spirit of God in them, then you cannot do like Jesus Christ did and you cannot do greater. We must, we must, we must think like we are possessed by the spirit. We must think like we are possessed by a spirit. And that spirit is the Holy Spirit. Don't be thinking like you are possessed by, but you are possessed by your chemistry textbook. Don't be thinking like you are possessed by above you. No, we are possessed by a spirit. So we think from the standpoint of that spirit in order for us to do like Jesus Christ did and to do greater. Number three, we need to contend for enabling grace to do, that is to act like Jesus Christ will act. That means the actions you take must be daring. When was the last time you dared to do something that people will ask you? See, you must dare to do things that people will advise you. They will, when, you when you tell them this is what I will do, they will advise you, they will beg you. They will tell you, no, now no be so that they do and calm down. When was the last time you dared to do something and then your fellow Christians were advising you, ah, ah, no be so. Have you gone mad? When was the last time you began to take steps, you began to take actions and people were asking you, uh, if you know, be like, see, it be like, I, I'm sure you are mad now. We must dare we must begin to dare to do, not just believe now, not just think. So as I begin to believe, as I begin to have a superior belief system, as I begin to have a superior mindset, I need to start to have the grace. I need to start to contend for the grace to start to act on them. That means the actions we take are very important as to seeing the quality of things we do to look like that of what Jesus Christ did and even greater. We can, we, can, we can think big thoughts. We can believe big things. But when it's time to act, you realize that your strength is small. So scripture says, if your strength will fail you in the day of battle, your strength is small. So many times the actions we need to take is the battle, is the fight. We need to, we need to engage to get to the other side. And when it's time to act, your mind just steps in. You sure say God go show up. So the devil just whispers something in your mind. 
the last time somebody tried this kind of thing, the person died. You just remember that wisdom is profitable to direct. You just remember that it is small, small. No, it is not small, small. Let me tell you something. Small is in category. And hope you know that you are in the category of God. So small is relative. The small of the elephant is different from the small of an ant. And then your small is the small of the God class because you may be made in the image of God. So what are you calling small? What you call small is what people will see and shout, Jesus. What you call small is what people will see and shout, hey, Lord, have mercy. Because we are of the God class. When an ant does small and an elephant does small, the ants will shout, Jesus. Come on now, you are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Your small should make the word shout, Jesus. So what is small? Yes, it's small, small. What is small to you? Don't you know you are like God? So that thing that you are telling yourself, let me take you small, small. As touching the power that is at work on your inside. As touching the expectation that God has for you. It is not small. You are falling God's hand. It is not small at all. It is nothing. So many of us, we have been doing nothing, calling it small. Many of us in all our life in Christianity, since we gave our life to Christ, we have been doing nothing, calling it, it is small, small. No, you are not doing small, small. You are doing nothing. Because the power at work on your inside, oh, come on. You know you are doing nothing, though. You know you are doing nothing. Ignorant men, fishermen, after three years of being with God, they became mighty apostles because they were willing to dare, because they were willing to act, because they were willing to do on small. So the first small that Peter did after the Holy Ghost came upon him, 3,000 souls. The second small that was recorded that Peter did after the Holy Ghost came upon him was the man that he healed at Get Beautiful. The small you have been doing since you gave your life to Christ is to struggle to read your Bible. Shame on you. The small you've been struggling to do since you gave your life to Christ for many months and many years now for some of us is to struggle to pray for one hour. Shame on you. It's small, small, it's small, small. No, you are not doing small as the standard of God. You are doing nothing. Welcome to prophetic launch pad. It's small, it's small. No, it's not small. You are sleeping. Awake, all ye who sleepeth. There is God on your inside. And you are saying, it's small, small, it's small, small. The small that you are struggling to do is to read one verse of the Bible every day. Shame on you. So we must begin to dare. We must begin to dare to take bold steps. So as we come into a new season, you will tell yourself, I will take bold steps because I have a great mindset and because I believe. So starting today, starting this night, you start to work on your mind. As you work on your mind, you start to work on your belief system. As you work on your belief system, you start to take both steps. Remember I said, we are caught in the image of God and the likeness of God. So what is small for us is what we cause the world to shout Jesus. You've been doing small like an ant. You were made in the class of God. When the elephant does small, the ant will run. So when you do small, the world should fear you.
So number three is to contend for greater levels of action. If you are still with us, I want you to write down, I will do better. I will ask, oh God, I will ask you for strength. 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 Lord, I contend for strength. I contend for strength. Come on. Ask the Lord for strength. I contend for strength to do. 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 I contend for strength. I contend for strength. I contend for strength. I Lord, I've been doing small. I've been doing nothing. I will do better. I was made in the God class. My small is big. Oh, my small is big. 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 Come on, just talk to God. Just talk to God. My small is big. My small is big. I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping. Now I awake. My small is big. My small is big. I will do better. My small is big. Come on, contain, contain. Just just mutter in tongues, just speaking understanding. Lord, I do better, 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 I do better. I do better, I do better, I do better, I do better. I do better, I do better, I do better, I do better. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Now, the next thing that we must contend for is righteousness. Oh, it is evident that Jesus was righteous. It is, it is, it is, it is evidence that Jesus Christ was righteous. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I can finish. So the next, I will just say one or two and then we'll stop there. We'll stop there. We'll go and run with the things we have heard. It is not by hearing so much. It is by doing so much with the little we've heard. It is by doing so much with the little that we've heard. We have come to prophetic launch pad to sustain capacity, to sustain illumination, to have strength to run, to run, to run in the coming season. That we may begin to do like Jesus Christ did and greater. The expectation, remember the foundation I lead, that the expectation that Jesus Christ has for every one of us is to do like him and then to do greater than him, not to do less than him. So I will take one more. I will take one more and then we'll, we'll pray and then we, we can go to bed. The last one I'm going to say as touching what it means, what we need to do to contend, to do like Jesus Christ did, and then to do even greater, is that we must contain, contend for high level of what? Righteousness. Let me give a layman understanding, a layman definition of righteousness. Righteousness is the ability to make the right choices and do the right things every second, every minute. Every hour, every week, every month, every year, as touching the promises of God, 
the agenda of God, the speakings of God for my life, for my generation, and my dispensation. Let me come again. Righteousness in layman terms is the ability to continually and always make the right choices as touching the agenda of God for my life, for my destiny, for my dispensation, for my generation, for his agenda. So as long as I'm able to sustain the capacity to do, to make the right choices, to do the, to make the right decisions every minute, every second, every hour, every day, every year, as touching the word of God, the ways of God, the principles of God, the standard of God, that is righteousness. So Jesus Christ said something, I only do what I see my father doing. What am I trying to say? For you to be righteous, you must live by the spirit, through the spirit, for the spirit. So if I want the hand of God to back me up mightily, that I begin to do like Jesus Christ did, and even greater than he did, I must live a life of righteousness. Righteousness is not per week. Righteousness is not per hour. Righteousness is per second. That means every second of the day, you must sustain capacity to discern what the Spirit of God is leading you to do. That is how to live in high-level righteousness. So many of us, we live in righteousness per hour. For some of us, we live in righteousness per days. For some of us, it's once in a week. Some of us, we live in righteousness per month. No, we live in righteousness per second. As we breathe, righteousness. As we breathe out, righteousness. And we don't do this by works. We don't do it by struggling to be righteous. We do it by living a life of the spirit by the spirit. What am I trying to say? We must be so in tune with the spirit of God that we can pick the frequencies of God as touching what he wants us to do per time, per season. So if I would do like Jesus Christ did, if I would do like Jesus Christ and then even greater in the coming season, in the coming dispensation, I must begin to live a life of righteousness. I must begin to ask myself the things that I am doing. Where am I picking it from? Is it Big Brother Ninja? Is it from Davido? Is it from the person I admire or is it from the spirit? Is it from the person I want to be like or is it from the spirit? The things, the things that I am, I am doing, that I am calling righteous. Where did I pick it from? Did I pick it from my spirit like Jesus Christ? Or I picked it from a man of God? Because many times the things we pick from people we love and admire, even men of God, they are good things. But as touching our destiny, as touching the will of God for our life, as touching the will of God for our, our life and his agenda, they are not righteous. Because they may be good things, but not the right things. Righteousness is doing the right things as touching the agenda of God per time, per season. So I want you to do a quick litmus test in your heart and ask yourself, when last was I righteous? Many times we do things because of the things we see people we admire do. We do things because of the things we think they are good to do. Not because we could pick in our spirit that this is what God wants us to do. The question is, when last were you righteous? How often do you walk in righteousness? 
if you must do like Jesus Christ did, if you must function like Jesus Christ functioned, and then even greater, you must begin to live a life of righteousness. You must begin to live a life of righteousness. You must begin to live a life of righteousness. You must begin to live a life of righteousness. So if you are still with me and you've not gone to sleep, come on, just write, I will live a life of righteousness. I will live a life of righteousness. Remember, righteousness is not going doing a good thing. Righteousness is the ability to discern the right thing as touching the purposes, the agenda, the promises, the will of God for your life, for your destiny, for your dispensation, for your generation. So righteousness is something you must speak by the spirit per time, per season. Righteousness is not guesswork. Righteousness is living like Jesus. I only do what I see my father do. I only do what I see my father doing. I only do what I see my father doing. So I'm going to call it quits here. I think at this junction we have been we have been pushed prophetically to know how to begin to take, take steps as touching how God wants us to go about things in the coming season. Oh, we can do like Jesus Christ did and we can do even greater. We can do like Jesus Christ did on the earth and then we can do greater. The expectation of Jesus is not to do less than him. The expectation of Jesus for every man that is saved is to do like he did and then do greater. And then remember I said small is relative and then we'll be made in the God class. So what you call small, this small, small, you say, more does it do and small, small. As touching the expectation of God for your life and destiny, that's not small, that's nothing. So let's begin to contend this evening before we bring it to a close. Let's just begin to say, Father, give me grace to believe truly in Jesus. I don't want to believe small anymore. I want to believe. Lord, help me to believe. Help me. Help me believe. Help me believe. Help me believe. Kabarash kademasima rekoskopante barada kapaskapapa ibaraskane retoshkabaraski babante goroskobaneta. Lord, I don't want to believe little. I want to believe mightily because I understand that the more I believe, the more I am powered to do. The more I am powered to dare. Lord, help me believe. Help me believe. Help me believe. Help me believe. Help me have a superior belief system. Help me have a greater belief system. And I want us to begin to say, Lord, help me have a better mindset. I want to have the mindset of Christ. Help me have the mindset of Christ. Help me that I have the mindset of Christ. We can go for that to say, Lord God, help me to take both steps. Help me dare to take actions that are mighty. Help me dare. Now I know that small 
in my class, small in the category you have made me, as touching your image and your likeness. It's not the small, small I've been doing, you know. Lord, help me there to do better. Strengthen me. Empower me. Since my mind is empowered, now I can do even better. And then finally, Lord, help me to live a life of righteousness. 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 Oh, and I promise you, if we can do these things that I have spoken about tonight, you will discover that as you step into a new season, the quality of results you will start to produce, the quality of things you will start to do, the quality of things you will start to come into will be like that of Jesus indeed, and then you will start to contend for even greater. It is time to live small. It is time to live timidity. It is time to live average. It is time to live behind the scene and step to the front. Because Jesus Christ said, you will do like I do. If ye truly believe in me, same that I do, you will do. And then even greater. Oh, I brought very simple words to us tonight. But in these simple words are the steps to take to enter into a new season as touching our prophetic destiny. I came with very simple words tonight, not enticing words, very simple words. But if you can put to practice, remember Christianity is broken down into two. Christianity is purely theory and purely practical. So if you have received theory alone tonight and you will fail to practicalize, then you will not amount to anything as touching that which you have received. So many times we come for meetings, many times we hear the word of God, but we leave it at theory. Christianity is 100% theory and 100% practical. So scripture says it is not the hearer as touching theory, but the, do, but the doer as touching practical that see, that grow, that become. So we are not hearers of the word, but doers of the word. What am I trying to say? Don't become hearers alone. As touching that which you have had tonight, become doers. Practical. Christianity is practicality. I like to believe that God has placed something in our heart. If truly we have been connected and we have been following. I like to believe that the Holy Spirit have ministered one or two in your heart as touching the things you need to begin to dare. Remember, I said the way to put grace to work is to dare the impossible. You know that your power cannot do it. When you want grace to be at work in your life, you dare what you know your power cannot do. Trusting your belief system to power the hand of God to manifest. So when I want to begin to dare big things in life, the first thing I must do is to work on my belief system. Because I know I don't have the capacity. I know I don't have the strength. So I need to force my belief to be active. Because when I dare it, it is my belief system that will empower the hand of God to work. I like to believe we have been prophetically launched for the next season. The month is coming to an end. Many of us, we are beginning to assess the much that we have done this month. And then we are beginning to set goals. We are beginning to listen to God as to what to do next month, as to, as to how to journey in next month. I, 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 I like to think I have brought a perspective to help you go back to your jotting notes and realign what you say God said you should do.
because that was not enough small as touching the standard of God. Come on, let, let me let us go to bed so that we can prepare for church tomorrow and wake up on time to prepare for church tomorrow. If you have been blessed, just say, Lord, thank you for prophetic launch path. If you have been blessed tonight, just say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for prophetic launch path. Thank you for I have received the push that I need for the coming season. Thank you for I know how to run better, that I may do like you and then even greater. Come on, just say, Lord, thank you because I know how to move even further now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, come on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me have us. Come on, come on. Let me, let, let's keep writing. Let's keep writing. If you've been blessed, if you were blessed, let's say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for prophetic launch pad. Thank you. Thank you for I have been launched by your words prophetically to know how to attack, how to go, how to move in next season. Come on, just talk to God. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. On that note, I would love to say God bless you for, for being a part of the Prophetic Launchpad second edition. I like to think, I like to believe that God must have said one or two as touching.